topic of this Chabura is Tefillah uh, Mikation, using rivers, ponds, oceans for mikvah, and this is relevant to both Tefillah of uh, women, or Nida, and it's relevant to Tefillah's Kalim as well. I'm sure that has both have occurred, uh, that you've been stuck in a place with no mikvah far away, very, very far away from mikvah, or absolutely no option to get a mikvah, or you have been in a place where uh, you needed a grill, or you needed a knife, or something like that, and you wanted to buy one, and then you had to figure out how to table it, etc. These things constantly come out. This, this, uh, this summer alone, I've been asked two times or three times about Tfilas Nashim um, in, uh, in a natural body of water. So, <clears throat> it's a very relevant question. Now, what's fascinating about this to- topic, as every topic is fascinating, but what's particularly fascinating about this topic is that as follows, that it's a very big sugya, that's the truth. We're going to really just do a, a tiny little cross-section of it, just to give you an idea, because really it's a very, he- it's a heavy-duty mikvoyist, Shaila, and you need to know some background information in mikvoyist to understand the sugya. So that's not, that's not really what we're going to address so much. We're going to learn a little, the Gemara and some of the Rishonim just to get an idea of what's the question and what the issue is, but it is really a very big Gishmaka sugya mikvoyist. It's in Masech Shabbos, it's in Masech Nadarim, it's in Yerodea, but what's, what's, uh, What's interesting is that there's very it's a big machlekes shushanim and different shushanim on different sides of the of the fence, and then in Shulchan Aruch it becomes a big machlekes as well. The Machaber Paskin is one way. The Ramah says you could be makel, but the Ramah, when he makes his psak, makes it a little bit ambiguously. He doesn't really say. He doesn't clarify when he says you could be makel, but he doesn't clarify when you could be makel. It's not so clear. He he says it in a very interesting way. We'll see. Doesn't usually phrase things that way. He usually says it's mutter, nagulahakal, minigulahakal. Here it's it's interesting the way he phrases it. And in this particular sugya, you see so much how important it is to have a masaira in halacha because you can uh, learn this Ramon and learn some of the the achrayim afterwards, even near almost contemporary, and uh, any person can come out with vastly different maskanas um, based on what they saw, whether it's okay to use it on vacation, it's not okay to use it on vacation, should you avoid it, how long should you wait, you know. It's something which really needs a Messiah to know how to approach it. And that's that's one thing that's that's very interesting about this sugi. Another thing that's very interesting in this about this sugi is that it has a very strong historical context, meaning to say this is something which was a challenge for Claudius Rall on a regular basis throughout history, unfortunately, uh, in different permutations where mikvayas were not uh, available at all, and the only option was to use a river. To give you some examples, there is. Um, there are there there are Rishonim or early Achronim that talk about it in the 1600s um, during the the Tachvatat, which was the the the, the Cossacks, um, You know when they couldn't go to the to, you couldn't use the mikvah because of the what was going on, and then a little later in World War Two. Um, I saw a tshuva today, it's from Chuvish um, Mimamakim. So Mimamakim is a famous tshuva sp- sefer, I've quoted from it before. It was the Weizenerov, who, uh, or uh, Ashri, who wrote these terrible, I mean, they're amazing tshuvas, but about terrible topics. And the particular one he was writing about was, it was in the ghetto, and there was a rumor, a very strong rumor, rumor, even though it was not substantiated, but it was, the rumor was going around that the Nazis had just made an action where they had killed out a lot of the men. So there were a number of women who were Leilainu Almanis, you know, because their husband had been killed. And the rumor was going around that the, the Nazis wanted to even out the numbers. So any woman who was single, they were going to execute those women. So all those women wanted to get married. Any woman who was single was an almana wanted to get married to avoid this. So they wanted to get married, but there was no mikvah in the ghetto, right? So they're going to get married. Uh, what's, how could you let them get married and then there's not going to be a mikvah? They're going to be living together and who knows what's going to happen. So he has a long tshuva, which he was, at, he was asked by the Tavar Brahm to answer. 
before, could you, are you allowed to marry them off? And you might be putting them through a big mikshal. And in, in the course of the tshuva, he discusses that they have an option to go to a river. Is that an option? Could they utilize that option or not? Another example of a, of a, of a terrible situation where it was relevant. But Moshe writes, and all the way in the end of a tshuva, he has a long tshuva about something totally else. Last, very last, small little paragraph at the end of the tshuva, he writes to this rav, it was in 1934, the Rav was uh, a, a Rav of a place called um, Fa- Fahan or Fastan. It was apparently one of the little villages that were a suburb of Slutsk. And uh, clearly there was some kind of, Slutsk was under Russian rule at that point. There was some kind of uh, decree going on at that point where they could not use the mikvah. So he, the, the Rav had asked Rav Moshe, in the course of the question, he asked him something else, and then in the course of the question, he, he asked him, should he, I don't know what it was he was asking, but the women, can they use the, the river as a mikvah? And Ramesh said, of course, it's possible that they can. Um, but he was talking about a situation where it was like, there was, that was it, it was that or nothing. You know, so, where they would have to travel a number of days to a different town to be able to go to the mikvah. So th- these, are, these are the different situations. And, that's not it. There's also chuvas written about people who uh, saw chuva today, who uh, someone is in Thailand, Thailand, and uh, you know, on a vacation, and they were not supposed to be uh, become a nida, and they became a nida, and they were there for they're there for a couple of weeks now. Can they? There's no mikvah available. Can they go use whatever the bodies of water are optional there? So the question is addressed on all kinds of fronts. Uh, it has all different kinds of, obviously, different contexts, and very important to understand the context of the person who was writing the tshuva, what kind of shah it was, because that is the name of the game here, is to understand how, what kind of shah would allow this, and what kind of shah won't. So, that having been said, let's begin with seeing the, the Gemara and Shabbos. It's the Gemara Masat Shabbos, Daf Samach Hey. It says like this, Avua de Shmuel. The father, Shmuel's father, here's three things he didn't allow his daughters to do. One thing is he didn't allow them to walk outside on Shabbos with a certain ornament, a certain kind of uh, uh, jewelry or whatever it was. It's uh, something it's carrying on Shabbos. He didn't let them sleep on the same bed. Interesting thing to know. He didn't allow them to sleep on the same bed. He would make them uh, individual mikvoyas during Nisan, and he would put mafzis, he would put map, mats under their feet in Yemei Tishrei. So why would he, what does that mean, he would make them mikvoyas during Nisan and during Tishrei? So the Gemara later explains, this is on Amit Beis, The reason why he would make them a mikvah in Nisan is, Misayele l'rav, rav. Mitra b'marava, sahada rabba pras. So where was it that he would make the mikvah? So it would be like, he was using the river, the Euphrates River. They were, they were going to the mikvah in the Euphrates River. However, the Euphrates River is, as a body of water, as a running body of water. And what he would do is he would make them a mikvah. A mikvah means he would build like a little kind of... Um, enclosure within the within the Euphrates River so that the water within this enclosure didn't move. It was standstill water so that they could go to the mikvah. Why did he require that? So he required that because he held like Rav. Rav says that if it rains in Marava, uh, if it rains in Eretz Yisrael, then Sahada Rav Pras. Then you know how we know? We could just look at the Euphrates River and we'll know that it has rained in Eretz Yisrael. Meaning to say that the rainwater from Eretz Yisrael drains into the Euphrates River. Uh, I saw a safer that all kinds of maps and diagrams and color-coded, you know, water channels trying to figure that out. But uh, somehow that happens. So the water in Eretz Yisrael drains into the Euphrates River. Um, and he's worried about that the noitvim shouldn't become roiv over zechlan. Okay, so here's here's crash course in mikvayis. You may be familiar with this, but these are these are some of the basics. There's two kinds of mikvayis. There's a mikvah called a bar, and there's a mikvah called a ma'ayin, or one we would call a mikvah, one we would call a ma'ayin. A ma'ayin means a spring, uh, a natural spring, a natural body of water that that. Uh, a well that comes from the ground, and a bar is a may is make shavim is is rainwater. So it's not water that comes from the ground that that uh, sprouts from the ground, but it's water that rather uh, rain it collected rain where it was coll- collected into a into a pit. There's a very significant difference between these two kinds of mikvayas. 
a Mayan differs than a bar of Meg Shamim, uh, a rainwater bar, because a Mayan, a Mayan has no shear. A Mayan doesn't need to have 40 saw. A Mayan can be metar b'kolshahu. No matter how much water it has, it can be metar. Obviously, for a person, you're going to have to have 40 saw because otherwise it won't fit. But it's, very, it's relevant for Caleb. You can, you can table uh, your pot in a Mayan, even if it doesn't have 40 saw, as long as you can get the whole thing in there. And the second halacha of a Mayan, and this is the one that's more relevant for us, is that a Mayan is metar b'zoichelen. A, a Mayan does not have to be standstill water. It doesn't have to be stagnating water. It can, it can be moving water. It can be moving water. Whereas a mikvah of Shamim A has to have 40 saw. It has to have at, at least 40 saw, which is something between 80 and 100 gallons. And B, it has to be ashbayren. It cannot be moving water. If water in a may kshamim, if rainwater mikvah is moving even a little bit, it's possible. And that's why when we build mikvahs, we have to be so careful that there are no cracks and there are no leaks, because anything that can cause the water to move will can possibly passel the mikvah. When you say making the water move, are you mean water coming in, or are you just being disturbed by the wind? No, it has to be in and out. In and out. In and out, yeah, not just... So, so uh, water moving the water. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. So that's the, that's the difference between a bar of make shaman and a ma'ayin of, uh, of, of natural water. Now, the chashash that Abu Dishmul had over here was that when you have a river and there's been heavy rains, so then it's possible that the heavy rain is actually what is the roiv, that's the the majority of water in this river is rainwater and not the whatever naturally feeds this river it comes from the mountains you know whatever the natural source of water is could be the majority is from rainwater and if the majority is rainwater so then it's mavatel the, min, the minority of the Mayan water and then the halacha is it's only metahir if it is stand still and obviously a river is not standing still so it will be pasal, it will be pasal mikvah and therefore in order for his, his daughters to be able to use the mikvah he built them a little enclosure which would force the water to stand still within the enclosure so then they could use the water regardless of whether it's rainwater or if it was, uh, if it was natural water so this, was, this is Avud Shmuel, and Avud Shmuel held like raf now why, if you already have 40 saw of, of my own kosher water, so any water that you add on. That's an excellent. That's an excellent question. So the Taz asked that question, and it's a big arichas and achrayim to try to answer it. It's a very okay, heavy duty mikvayis child. <laughs> it's very very much in the kishkas of mikvayis. Okay, so now wh- the the reason why we're chayshish here is actually very relevant, and there's three possible reasons here because there's three sheets in the Gemara. So Avudah Shmuel has says this, uh, he was chayshish for Rav, that Mitra b'marava, there's rain in Marava, the testimony is, is the river, the Euphrates River. But notice that Shmuel, that for the Avudah Shmuel seemed to be only concerned twice a year, during Nisan and during Tishrei, because that was the time when there was a, a lot of rain, right? That was the rainy season. But the rest of the year, he didn't seem to be so concerned about it. So we'll see about that. Upligid Shmuel and the Avu Shmuel argued on his son Shmuel. Dharma Shmuel Nahera Mikipe Mivrach. Shmuel says, "No, a river always is self-sufficient. It's never really coming from the rain. It's always from its own source." Upligid and Shmuel seemed to contradict himself. Dharma Shmuel Ein Hamay Metarim B'Zeichlin Ella Paras Biyamitirshay Bavad. Shmuel seemed to uh, be chayshish like his father, and he said that. You can only use the Euphrates River during Tishrei. The rest of the year, you can't use it because you have to worry that maybe what, what the majority is is the rainwater. Okay, so there's three stadim here, it seems. There's Rav, there's Avu, who's Avud Shmuel, the Shmuel himself, and then the Shmuel himself who contradicts himself. Let's take a look at Rashi, just so we're basically sums up what we just said here. Um, let's uh, let's skip to the let's skip to the second line of Rashi, the end of the second line, where it's bolded. He was worried that the rainwater might be the majority. That's rainwater which means the water that uh, comes from the ground. The zeichlim have a status of a ma'ayim, and the which means standstill water. Any natural water is matar, even though it's moving. A mikvah matar 
Ashbarim. But rainwater can only be mistired if it's Ashbarim, if it's standing in place. That's standing in one place. If you try to be Taibal Kalim while it was moving, as the water is going into the mikveh, it does not work, even Bidyavit. The bar or mikveh siv, the kavu kaim of bar and mikveh means that it's standing in one place. Abel noivim metarim kumeshen zechlin. Noivim is if it's uh, the, the water that comes from the ground, is metar, even though it's moving, umayshchem mikveh lenamach from the higher ground to the lower ground. Kedar kolonaras like all rivers. Hilkach, biyame nisan, during nisan time. Shanaras, gedelim make sham, they get great, bigger from the rain. Shalimeachayrif, from the winter rains. Beha meafsharas ashlagim, and from the from the melting snows. He's worried. Snow is also like rain. He's worried that the uh, the rainwater might be the majority over the the natural water. From the live water, and the 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 natural water became bottled in the rainwater. and they don't have a status of mayin They can't be matar while they're moving anymore. and it has to be standstill. So he built them a mikvah that would stand in one place so that they could uh, they they could they could use the mikvah regardless. So this is this is the Gemara's three shittas, um, and then obviously it's going to be a shaila how we paskin. So there's uh, this Gemara's in the Dharm also. There's random sechzes the Dharm, random sechzes the As you may know, it's very very gushmak. It's like Rashi, Taisus, and the Rajba, and, and, and a lot of other Rishonim all rolled into one. He so he has a very very big arichis. He goes through all the shita. He goes through all the whole sugya. So let's just read a little bit of it. The fr- I'm really just going to read the, a little bit of the first paragraph and a little of the second paragraph. Uh, he's, he makes another important point. Al Shmuel Tati Kamashmon. Shmuel's really telling us two things. Chada the Nahara Shehin Mechadzin Mimeim. Uh, rivers that sometimes stop, dry up, ain't even behemla You can never be tayvul in them. So you have to see the ran how he deduces that from Shmuel. But he deduces that from Shmuel that if there, a river that does not, that uh, you can't, is not fail safe, is not always, doesn't always have water. You can't use that at all. The kivin shem pa'am being that there are times that it dries up. La'olam chayshishin behem lagshamim aylaf shara shlagim. You always have to worry that maybe it's water, a rainwater or a melting snow. Now, this is a very important point also to keep in mind because um, a river drying up doesn't mean it happens every year. It can happen once every seven years, the Rishayim say, and that's enough. If it happens once in seven years that a river dries up, then that is enough to to uh, establish it as this as a Nahar Hashem Chazim Meimov. Second thing, Achrayim speak out, Rishayim don't speak this out, but Achrayim speak this out. They say that if there's, if you live in a country where, or in, a, you know, in, a, in an area where it's always raining, so you can never establish if the river dries up or not because it may always be rainwater. You're, the only way you could know is if you live in a place like Eretz Yisrael, where there's no rain for a very long period of time, no rain at all, no rain in the summer. So you can go, you can go uh, comfortably uh, from, from uh, I don't know, from June through uh, September with absolutely no rain, then you can establish, okay, that this river is a river that does or does not dry up. But in a place like here, where it's always raining, you can never know for sure if it is a, uh, a Nahar that dries up or not. You, can, you can't know for sure. Now, this would be applicable to, let's say, our creek, you know, because there's the no... Mississippi River's not drying up. What? Right. right. Bodies of water. But huge ones are not going to... You can, you can be pretty confident that that's not going to happen, right? So the... Yeah, the Mississippi River. Or the Mississippi, I was going to say the one Potomac, you know. Potomac uh-huh. is also probably big enough that you shouldn't worry about that. But it is something to realize, though, about smaller bodies of water, that that's... That's uh, some, that, and I, don't, I don't know if all Akronim agree with this, that you have to measure it against what it would be in a dry place. There's no way to know. But definitely, you do need to know. In other words, uh, you just, there's, no, you, there's no telling just because the river looks so geschmack and stark to know what it would be like if it actually it was a long period of drought. Would, how much would the water drop? So it's, that would be, uh, regardless of who you hold like, you would have to know that information in order to be able to use a uh, natural body of water. Okay, so that's the first point which I wanted to take out of the, the run. The, the canaries. Well, the yeah, the canary drops, yes, yes, often. Okay, then, so, is it, yeah. If the, if the water's not coming from rain, then the assumption is that it's coming from the flow of 
from oceans and from other things that it's just connected, or is it no, coming up from the ground? Coming up from the ground by us in halacha is called natural water, even though we know that it comes through the rain being soaked into the ground and feeding it under. Once halacha, that's irrelevant. Once the rain f- goes through the ground, then that's called natural water. What we're worried about is that the rain is actually just raining straight into the river or running runoff into the river, which is very often the case, and that's what's causing the difference here. Okay, the second part of this ran uh, makes the second part of this paragraph makes it just an issue of Shmuel, what was going on, you have to be a bucky, you have to know, it's not so important for us right now. And the second, second paragraph, he just brings down the Mechlech and him how to paskin. Lenin halacha, this is the second paragraph here, he says, Pasuk Rabbeinatam, k'shmuel. Rabbeinatam paskin like Shmuel. Da'amar nara mikipe mivroch. A nahar always is self-sufficient, is never getting from the rain. Da'avagav d'rab palagalau, even though Rab disagrees with him. Rab is shmuel, halacha k'rab b'suri, and halacha is always like Rab. In Isser, v'oidav, udu shmuel nami s'ri like Rab. The father shmuel also held like Rab in this case. V'idach to shmuel nami plig yadadeh, and shmuel himself seemed to contradict himself. Even so, we all like Shmuel, and he brings a riot from Mitzachas B'chayris, and other things. Even Again, it's only if it's a Nahar that doesn't ever dry up. You can't say this Swara that it's self-sufficient, because you see it dries up. Aval Rach, the Rebbe Chanan, the Rebbe Fasi, the Rif Pasku Kerav, the Aser, like Avodah Shmuel, the Enamai Matar B'Zeichlin, the water can't be Matar B'Zeichlin. Al Paras, you can only use the Euphrates River and Yemi Tishur B'Vad. The Kiyavar Ramban Zal Taimul Masayon, the Ramban gave a pshat. The Avogav the Amar Shmuel Nara Mikibim Mivroch, even though Shmuel said that a, a, a river is self-sufficient. Loy Dachinon Memre the Yisura, the Havin Higim Balachalam Maisa. This is a very very important halachic Yisoid and like how to deal, how to know how to paskin in the Gemara even though Rabbeinatam disagrees. He says, you can't use, you know, over here we have Abu Dishmol. Abu Dishmol didn't just say a halacha. Abu Dishmol did this. He did it in practice. That's already, that has a lot of weight in halacha. It means it's something that he held has to be done and he actually did it in practice, number one. So, we know that it was done in practice like Abu Dishmol. The Abu Labante mikvois, that he made his mikvois for his daughters. Mishum memor that got to Dishmol. Because of a memory that got it's another Shmuel, when he said memory that Mivrach wasn't talking about Hilchot Mikvais. It's a Mesechtis Tainis, where the Gemara goes through all kinds of different things, uh, where water comes from, and it comes from Shemayim, and it comes from Ara. It's, 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 uh, it's an Agadata Memra, which is being applied to Halacha. He said he could do that, but it doesn't take precedence over a real Halachic opinion that was said Afanar. It's an interesting you know, concept in halacha, how to, how to figure out what Paskin like. Shmuel Nami Lavlin Yemais Amran is possible. Shmuel didn't say it, halacha Lemais. So this is a machlek Shushainim. Who do we Paskin like? Rabbinatam is Mekel. He holds you could use a river. And the Ramban, Rif, Rach, Armachmir, they say you cannot. Now, uh, uh, we don't have, again, the time to go through all the Rishayinim, but it's a very important to note that the Rishayinim say that if you hold like this Ramban, or the Ramban himself, I think, says clearly, then even if you never see a difference in the river, in other words, you don't see that the river drops, and the river goes up, and there's a lot of rain, and it goes up, and a little rain, and it goes down, you never see a difference, that doesn't mean anything. You still have to worry that the reason why you don't see a difference is because the rainwater constantly keeps it at an equal level. The rainwater keeps it uniform, but it's not because that that's not making a difference. It, it is. The rainwater is there. You have to, if there's rain, you have to worry that the rain is what's making the difference. Makes no difference that you always wash this river and you never see it dropping or, or, or the water level going up or down. Makes no difference. You still assume that the rainwater might be rife, and the only time that you don't is when it's already a long time that it hasn't rained, and you don't know chashash anymore that the rainwater is rife. Again, something which is almost not relevant when our in our, uh, where we live, because there's always rain, right? Over in Eretz it's Negea, that when, by the time you get to the mid-Tishrei, then there's no rain anymore, it hasn't been snow, there's no rain it's for a long time, so you can be confident that there's no rave rainwater, but by us there's no such thing, by us there's constantly rainwater. So according to these Yushayinim, uh, there's no, you can never use a, uh, a river, at least here, in, um, in, in where we live. Now, let's see what it says in Shulchan Aruch, and this is where it gets interesting. So Shulchan Aruch says like this, 
It's in Simon Reish Aleph. This Simon is the, all the halachas of Mikvais. It's like, I don't know, 70 Sifim or something. It's a huge, huge Simon. May Mayan Matar, it's right in the beginning. May Mayan Matar and Afezeichlin. Natural water is Matar even if it's running. Pirish Zeichlin is Nimshachim, Baholchim, and Mukhanasim. It's running, it's not gathered in one place. May Gishamim, rainwater in Matar and Al-Beshbarim. The only Matar if it stands still. Pirish Makam Amaik is deep. Shemiskansim by Amaim. The water gathers there in the Krash Bayern. That's called Ashbarim. Hagar, the Ramah says. Avayid is Chila if it's going to move, uh, rainwater that moves, psulim and atayra, important to know. It's not a derabundant problem, it's a derisa problem if the rainwater is moving. If they're alone without a mine, his turn over. Um, if the running water, the natural water was mixed, mixing with rainwater, it could be considered like a ma'ayin, but but if there's more, the majority is rainwater, or if you have uh, in a river, the majority is rainwater, they cannot be matar when they're moving, it has to be standstill, so you have to make an uh, enclosure out of some kind of a thing, until it stands in one place. So he paskins like the rift, the rach, the ramban, I believe the ramban also paskins that way, like Abu Adishmol, that you cannot use a river because there is a possibility that the rainwater is going to be the majority. So where it's only rivers, yeah, so far. That's what he's talking about, yeah. Oceans we'll talk about a little later. The Ramah starts off saying, this is the proper way to paskin and to be machmer. He quotes Marik and Sharach Reinem, he skipped the left of the parentheses. Avo! There are those who are matter to be tevil in rivers all the whole year. This is Rabbi Even when it's raining, even when the snow is melting, even though there's a majority of rainwater, because the water of a, of a, of a river mainly comes from its source. And um, here's a key line here. This is the minig in the, the majority of places where there was no mikvah. And you cannot protest against those who are noig to be mekel. They have who to rely upon. Okay? That's the line. That is the line. And that is the line which you have to know how to understand this line. Right? What does this mean? So Ramah starts off by saying that you should be machmer like the Mechaber. Then he says, Lamaisa people are matir. And he says, not only are people matir, but it's the Minik. It's the Minik. The people use uh, rivers. And he says, though he puts in a caveat that is talking about places where they don't have a mikvah. And he says, even then, he doesn't say, no problem, guys, go for it. He says, Right? That's, I think, a very powerful, powerful way, of, uh, at the very least, of putting it. Right? He's saying you can't stop the people because they have what to rely on. So that's a w- way you could just read the remark, you know, to its face and uh, understand what he's saying. When he says when there is no other mikvah, the, the, that means that most of these other shitas would say even when there is no mikvah, it's better... There's no option. There's no option. Yeah. There's no to Going to Mechaba, you stop. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, you cannot use the river. Um, there, but he then knows, and he speaks out the Ran, but you cannot be tied in, in a river that's totally created through uh, rainwater. When there's no rain, it stops totally. Even though other rivers uh, empty into this area, um, and it gets created through the uh, rainwater. It totally stops when it's now rain. You cannot be tabled while it's moving, unless you make it stand in one place. But a river that never stops. Even though, this is an also a very important point, because we'll see, this is a very relevant point. Even though while it's raining, it gets wider. Now, this does happen. And it goes beyond its normal banks. Uh, you can be tied on any space in this river, according to the Mekilim, and according to the Medic. Why? So he holds, the Ramah holds, and it's a shach disagrees, but the Ramah holds that if the, 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 the river can't stop, right? So if the river <coughs> stops, then the Sharan had said, then that's, not, that's a rainwater river, and then you can't use that. But if the river doesn't stop, it's a, it's a flowing river, but as a result of the rainwater, 
the river gets much, much wider than it usually does. The Lakewood Lake is, by the way, a good example of this. Like Lakewood Lake, uh, when it's raining, it's, it gets much wider. It, it, it goes much higher than it uh, typically is. It, you know, there's a certain place it gets to up on the banks. You can actually see the line. Um, so the, the, when there he says, so even though this new place where the water is, you know for sure, Rainwater is causing that, right? Because it's only because it's raining that the water went up. So the new area, you know that it's rainwater causing that. It doesn't make a difference because we still say the majority or the main source of a river is from its source, and therefore you are allowed to you're allowed to uh, use any part of it. Now the Shach disagrees. Uh, Shach says you can't, even according to Rabbeinu Tam. Even Rabbeinu Tam is masking that you cannot use the area that is Nishadish, the area, the new place in the river. So now we have another... Yeah, yeah, but the new area is called a, a, mikvah, a mikvah made al yidei rainwater. It's caused by rainwater. It's a Svar and time again, you have to learn the sugya. This is a lot of, it happens to be a very Gishmaka sugya, but it's like a two-week sugya. So I'm saying that to understand the, the depth, the Svar is in here. It's a Machlaikis Al-Kapanim, it's a Machlaikis Shach and Ramah. So now we have another question that even the, if the Ramah says it could be Mekel and Sushas Atchak, do we go so far as be Mekel like the Ramah, even over the Shach? Even the Shach says, no, that much you cannot be Mekel. And you cannot uh, be tidal in the place where it stretches. Now, this is also very important. Why is it very important? Because if you're using a body of water, now you don't know, or you do know. One, either you don't or you do. Or you do. But let's say, typically, you don't know, right? Uh, you don't know the, the banks of the river or pond or whatever that you're using where it normally is. So if you want to be assured that the area you're tidal in is a place where the water always is, you need to venture in quite a bit more, which is we're going to get to is part of the inherent difficulty in actually, you, even if you were to use a river or a pond as a makam tefillah, there's numerous difficulties. This is numero uno. You can't just go on the edge and be taival. You have to go deeper in. You do have to be chayshish for the shach, and that makes it all the more scarier, as we'll see. So, the, I just want to hear, just read the Archa Shulchan, who just speaks about what the minig was. Archa Shulchan is always someone that you can count on to defend uh, Klai Yisrael's Ben-Hagim. So he says, And this is what the, the, the women of Klai Yisrael who live in the villages, or places where there's no mikvah, and they go to the mikvah in the summer in the rivers. And he says, this is just, historically speaking, pretty fascinating. In the winter, there's no way they could be used the rivers anyway. Because it's so cold and it's frozen. Besides that, in the winter you have the machmirim, they have their own problem with that, that the, the water is for sure uh, getting more because of the rain. So that means, his assumption was that women didn't go to the mikvah the whole winter. Right? So it means husbands and wives only lived together in the villages in the summer. But the whole winter, every winter, unless they went to some city, they were awesome. That's just what he, I'm just, historically speaking, he seems to be saying that's what happened. Women who have the ability to withstand the cold, they could be the whole year. Because the Ramah was makal even in the winter, even when there is snow and rain. So they shouldn't be in this battle from Peribia. And certainly, which is something we would think would happen, right? If not, how much could everybody would has stand such an assignment that the whole winter they're usher? So, uh, so certainly, not going to the mikvah, they're going to be nichshal and isunida. Rak They have to be careful that shanarti and armamish and pesekas has to be a, a strong river that doesn't stop. Not the swamps that, that dry up. Unless the water in this uh, little swamp doesn't move, it might be standstill water, stagnant water. Then happy kemikvas. Then your stamens are in good shape, and you could be tevelas bite. You can paskin this way for the for everybody. It doesn't have to be a private psak. And certainly in these days, we're all scattered out into the far ends of the earth. And sometimes there's very few people in a city. And they don't have the ability to build a mikvah. And they have to use the rivers, the Yar Iris, the Agmeh and other bodies of water.
So the Aruch HaShulchan not so long ago was saying that this was in practice, this Ramah, Halach HaLamaisa wasn't just something the Ramah was talking about uh, when the Ramah wrote Shulchan Aruch 500 years ago. It was something that was in practice 100 years ago, 150 years ago, when you were in the little Shtetelach, they couldn't build a mikvah, they couldn't afford to build a mikvah, they didn't have the capabilities to build a mikvah um, or the money. So people used the river, and in the, in the winter, apparently nobody used anything, unless you're a big Yireh Shemayim. Um, and well, that you can think about just how difficult that was. I mean, if you read some stories of the big rabbis, Sadiqim, what it meant for them to go break the ice and go into the mikvah, they almost died every time. That's the way it sounds like, you know, from the other people who went along with them. It was that cold and that dangerous, and, you know, it was... Were they going because, because they're Anoshim instead of Nashim? Who, the men? The, the men in Russia. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was Tvil's Anoshim, nothing to do with this. Yeah. That, well, the truth is, it is a problem from Anoshim too, but the, it's just the uh, Rabbana Degetayin at Tvil, so you don't have to be chayshish for these chashashas, as we'll see with uh, Kalem also, many are mekel and hold, you don't have to be chayshish for these chashashas, even though Tvil's Kalem is the rice. So, yeah. I mean, there are Hasidim who go to the mikveh every day. Yeah. And who I don't know how popular that was. Who used to live in Russia? Yeah, I don't know how popular that was in Russia. Yeah, in Russia, I think it was the bigger tzaddikim that did it, unless you had a unless you had a, a thing in your city. Yeah, otherwise, I don't think it was as common. I, I mean, you can ask. I, it's hard for me to believe that it is. That's all. <laughs> okay, so now let's uh, let's talk Lamaisa, right? So as you see, definitely the rich an initial uh, stress of the Ramah and even the way the Aruch HaShulchan is presenting it is basically they're being mekel but only in places where there's no mikvah, right? So the question is then, okay, what if you're in a place where, where uh, that we, let, let's, let's go through a couple of possibilities, right? So let's say what I was talking about, you're in a place where there is no mikvah but you're going to be there for like uh, two weeks, right? <coughs> or three weeks. Is that called uh, that this level of shasat chak or not? Does he mean that they were only mach, they were only mekel because you're not going to have a mikvah all year? You're not going to have a mikvah period, so they were mekel. Uh, what if it's just okay? So you'll miss you'll miss one mikvah. Is that uh, how how would we treat that? Right? Like I said, it's very hard to learn from almost all the chuvas because almost all the chuvas are written in situations such as this. Like like I was telling you, the World War II mikvah. The, the Cossacks, the cities that had decrees, you know, it was the uh, other option was basically there was no tefillah going on. And there's very few and far in between where you can find a reference to a half a shasad chak, not a full shasad chak. But there are a couple. There's, say for Dark Yitshuva, Dark Yitshuva, Minkat Sharov. But even in the shasad chak, the Mechaber would say just don't get married. The Mechaber says you're stuck, correct. Yeah, according to the Mechaber, you have absolutely no option. So the Darke Tshuva talks about this, and he brings the numerous tshuvas about that, that highly discourage ever using a river. Um, and then in, 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 the end, in the end, he writes, he quotes a say for Gedule Tara. Gedule Tara is, um, I believe, it, it's one I just, I'm trying to remember who wrote it, but it's like one of the very central swarm on Mehilkas Mephayas. It's used a lot. He writes that... Um, you should wait to go to the mikvah. The reason why we're is because we don't want the mitzvah tefillah to become totally bucked. But if it's just temporary, and then you should wait until you get a proper mikvah. That's, that's one thing he quotes. Then he quotes a whole bunch of different uh, svarim. Uh, one of the B'chsam Sefer, which I'll tell you in a second. But what's a little funny is he describes different rivers, and he says the names of the rivers. Uh, Krasna, Kala, they're all names of shuls in Borough Park. <laughs> uh, different, you know, chasidim uh, from these different places, which is funny. Anyway, so um, the B'chsam the Sefer is talking about a very interesting shikol, because this is also a question I was asked this summer. The question what the Chum is discussing is, what if a person has a choice like this? They can use a natural body of water, or they can go to the mikveh by day. That's the way it worked out, right? You can go to the mikveh during the daytime, um, which is Asr. Uh, you know, I'll go to the mikveh by day, you have to go to the mikveh by night. So, which one should you rather do? And the Sidri Tahara says you should go to the mikveh by day, and then just don't see your husband till the night. He figures out exactly how to do that. Um, the Chesam Sefer says it's better to go to a natural body of water than to go to the mikvah by day. That's how 
that was the mach, that was the Chesam Seifer's shikol on this. But Chesam Seifer, in the course of his tshuva, also very highly discourages using a natural body of water at all, and many many tshuvas farm highly discourages. So, we, what? Yeah. So I mean, he was talking about day seven. I, uh, there's no, he's talking about day seven, but there's no real difference. That's the truth. I mean, one, there's two different chashash. Whatever. I don't want to get into that. That's also like, a little too complicated for this. Would they both, right. would they both yeah. agree that it's better to wait till day nine or ten and go? So and yeah, that's what every, that's be. what everybody is saying. Yeah, that definitely a couple of days would not be, would not be what they're talking about. So in in contemporary paiskim, there's not so many. Like I said, Ramosha is <coughs> quoted, but Ramosha was talking about a big shasachak. The, the Shevet Alevi has a tshuva about it. Not clear in his tshuva what he's talking about, what kind of shasachak it was. And obviously, that's going to be everything, you know, because that's what we have to know. So, what I understand from contemporary paiskim is that it's just not allowed. You, know, you, don't, you don't do it unless, like again, it's like such a huge shasachak that you have no other option. But if it's uh, any other situation, you just wait it out. Fertility is to or, or you know, or if someone's talking that has no other option, they're 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 a shliach in Thailand, and there's no. Oh, you know, that's, you know, that's what I mean. Like, you know, there's like there's nothing. Right, right. No just wait. Well, there could be natural bodies that are much Oh, I'll talk about that. I'll get to that. We'll get to we'll get to some of that. There are certain options, yeah. But I'm talking about right now. We're talking about a river, right? I'm talking about the Delaware River. If you're on vacation down in Delaware, you know, and you have to drive five hours to get to the mikvah, they say either drive five hours or wait it out. That's that's going to be that is the approach of the majority of the bucks. Now these mats are small, everywhere small. I mean, there are mafitzim, there are mafitzolos. They're like reed mats. You want to how it like, worked? Okay, you're getting no, like, you're getting you're getting into the, the details. Like it's, 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 no, 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 no. That's not that's not the pshat. It was it helped somehow to stop it. You're asking a good question, but that's that's like oh, into nice. it's getting into the you know into the re- into, into the weeds. No pun intended. Yeah. Yeah. Joey, enough getting into the. No, 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 no. It no. seems like easy you're, enough fix to me. You're, it is, but not. It's not. Does it wouldn't wouldn't work in practical terms? Like an umbrella. A couple right. umbrellas. Yeah. Too much in the kishkas. Okay, now. Let's let's talk about an ocean. An ocean doesn't have any of these problems. There's no no shaila you're allowed to be typed in an ocean. Kal it's a mishnah. It's a mishnah. Mesef the Shabbos and the Mesef the Snida. Kal hayamahim kemikva. Yam have to have a halacha of a mikvah. So you certainly can go in the ocean. Now let's talk about practically speaking. Even Lu Yitzur, a person would want to go into a. Where's the ocean stop? Wherever it is. Yeah, wherever it goes. This whole part of the, as long as it's connected. As long as it's connected. What? So uh, ocean never feeds into river. Rivers oh, feed into oceans. Oh, yeah. That is not intercoastal. Yeah. No, that's different. That has to be ocean. And then intercoastal. Intercoastal. We're talking Florida. Yeah. 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 So, so uh, now let's discuss. So this this is something I've been asked yeah. numerous times. People in like uh, Cancun or other places on vacation, and the only option to go to Mexico is to use the ocean. Um, and so you are allowed to use the ocean, but there are four issues you have to deal with. Really, there's like a whole checklist. But this, these are the halachic issues you have to deal with. First of all, there's halacha. You're not allowed to be table in a place where there's people. Or that you're worried there's going to be people. Because it's a halacha. In other words, the halacha and shalchan arach. If there's a place where people could come, then you're not going to be table while You're going to rush. You're not going to do a good job. You're going to, yeah, you're going to do too fast. You're going to be too nervous. It's halacha. You can't. Ain't table in benamal. It's a gemara. That's what it means. So you have to find a place that's truly deserted. Now, an ocean in a place where it's truly deserted is very scary. <laughs> At night, we're talking about <laughs> it is a very scary place because that's where, you know, people, uh, the people who don't, who, are, who look for deserted places go on the ocean, right? I'm just saying, that's, you should so realize that. Is, yeah. is that the same svar as a way, a way that someone's going to come? No, no, no. It might be, but at least it's not the halacha. But you should, I'm just talking trauma here. You should realize that, number one. It's going to be a very scary experience. It's not going to be a fun experience. And you got to go deep enough that you can get in. That's the next thing, yes. The next issue is as follows. You have to, you can't go in your clothing, obviously. You can't wear a bathing suit either. The only thing you could do is you can wear like a loose, like a model's coat, something like that. So you have to get yourself something along those lines, something that's very loose. And uh, when you go in the water, obviously what it's going to do is it's going to float up. So you have to be aware of that. So you have to, that's, that's the next thing. So you have to, you can, that's, that's the best you can do as far as that is concerned. Now, there's another halacha, your feet can't be in the sand. Your feet can't be in the sand because of chatzitza. It's another, it's halacha. So what you would need to do is you would need to go with Crocs, walk in, we'll discuss how deep in a minute, but you have to walk in however deep you're walking, and then step out of the Crocs, and simultaneously get under the water. And don't lose them. 
you could lose them. <laughs> yeah, just need it for that. You need it up to that point. Yeah, yeah. Actually, plan on plan on losing them is actually the better way to go here. Plan on losing the Crocs uh, and bring yourself a second pair of Crocs or whatever, you know. But uh, that that's that's what you need to do. You have to get in deep enough with Crocs and then and then and then get them off. Yeah, the five dollar ones will be perfect. That's uh, I mean, it's gonna be Crocs. It could be you know uh, flip flops, whatever it is. But Alkafanim, you need to wear those until you get to the place where. You, Next thing is that he, this is the trickiest, really the trickiest part, is that you have to go deep enough that you can get totally under the water. Enough under the water. Now, there's another halacha, before we get to that part, actually. There's another halacha that you have to have a mikvah lady. The reason that we have mikvah ladies is not merely, you know, a nice thing, someone to watch you, someone to help you out. It's a halacha. You can't go to the mikvah without someone watching you. If you go to the mikvah without someone watching you, you're not, it's not, you're not yaitzim. Uh, so... What? It's, it's Xeris, the Rabbanans, the warrior that he hears, not going to get, there's reasons for it, but it's a, it, as it is, it's again, it's a rush, he learns it out, Allah, uh, learns it out from a Gemara, it's, that's Allah. So you have to have someone. Now obviously, if you're going, it's going to be the husband, which has its own halachic issues, because the husband's going now, let's see, you uncovered, but that is already, the Pisgah brings that beauty, it's okay, you're about to become tar, so it's okay if he sees you uncovered, he can even help you, he says, if necessary. So the husband's going to come along, and the husband has to be able to see. That means you have to have a very, very good flashlight, because you actually have to be able to see. You have to be able to see that all the hair went under the water. So the husband has to stand there, go close enough in the water to be able to see. The wife has to go deeper in the water. My father-in-law suggests that you bring a rope along, because it's very scary otherwise. You know, yeah. in an ocean. We're talking about an ocean, right? It's very, very dark. It's, we're talking about a deserted, not the part that has searched, you know, lights in, the, in the, the beach. The deserted part of the beach has no lights, no nothing. So you go deep in, you, ho- holding on you have to hold onto a rope at least yeah. to get deep you enough. Go, yeah. She has to go, that she has to, you could wear it kind of loosely. You could wear it around your, around your wrist loosely. Could do that. Then you have to go deep enough, and it's not, you can't just lie down and let the waves go over you. You have to actually go deep enough that you're totally immersed in the water, and your hair goes totally under the water, and your husband can see that your hair went totally under the water. It's deep. You know, it's probably up to your round or up to your waist. You have to go to be able to be insured of that. That even like when the water goes, when the wave draws back, it's up to your waist. And remember, this is at night and it's dark. <laughs> and you're not really wearing anything. And it's a deserted beach. So it's not a fun experience on any level. The same thing applies for a river. If you were to use a river, like, you know, Luyutsur, you got a hatter. All these things would apply, and a river is a little trickier as well. The river is, is running water. Like I said, you have to go deep, quite deep, because you have to be insured, assured that it's not the edge, right, where the, where the water might have gotten wider due to rainwater. So you would need to go closer to a deeper part of the river, uh, which, again, is scary. And then a, but the river bottom is rocky. It's harder to go without, so on and so forth. When someone asked me about it, I said, listen, I can tell you that even if I would be fine halachically with going to a river, I'm sparing you the trauma. You're not going to recover from the trauma of going to the <laughs> in the river. It is not a fun experience. If you have to do it, you have to do it. But it's not, it's not a pleasant, not, not a pleasant experience. What about a more common pond? So a pond would be mutter if you could be assured that there's no inflow and outflow. Yeah. So a man-made pond might have that. A man-made pond, which they have a lot of them in the mountains. Mm-hmm. People do that; they dig it out. So a man-made pond might have that. You would. Uh, you need to study it. Well. Over here. Yeah, that's right. Right, right. It can have an outflow. It can have an outflow, but you can't really see the water moving. If you can see the water moving, not just in, from the in, wind. In the outflow or in or in, on the surface. Um, if you can see the water moving into the outflow, that would be a problem. Why would, if it had an inflow and outflow, why is that not the same as a river, but just maybe a little bit more manageable? It is the same as a river, and that's why you can't use it. Why is a man-made well, we, pond can't use a river according to in the Oh, yeah, 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 I'm talking about even without a Shazat No, I'm saying a pond that would be stagnating water would actually you be mutter. It would be mutter because it's a, it's a regular. But it's a vacation so far, right? If you had a pond, it, it might be, be more manageable than an ocean. Yes, somewhat. But it's the same issues. It's at dark, it's at night, you're undressed. It's a lot of it. A little less scary than an ocean. The pond has to fill by rainwater. The pond is filled by city water. (laughs) Then it's just swimming for them. Yes, 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 that's obviously true. Now, Mokhaber Weissman writes a chuva just interestingly. He was talking about, I think he was talking about Niagara Falls. Uh, He said that all the water in Niagara Falls is run through a pump because they use it to power electricity. Uh, and he says, you would be, you would be uh, yeah, 
apparently that's a fast effect. Uh, he's, no, once it's down already. I'm not sure where. Somewhere. It's run through. It, it's, it goes through. It's right, it, runs, it, it, runs, it runs through, yeah. You shouldn't fall in the water. <laughs> but I'm just saying, so he, he says there are different places in, New, in the New York State also that a lot of the water is run through um, processing. As soon as it hits a pipe, it's done. Yeah. Yeah, as soon as it hits the pump, it's done. So, he so says that's something that you need to be aware of as on well. On our farm, we had a, a pond with seven wells in it, but um, that if, because of well water, that, that would be okay then. It's, it's mine. Again, it's if it's mine. only well water, not it if it's mi- once out. it gets mixed with. Uh, also, yeah, as it coming out of the well. It, 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 if it's, it's naturally it's coming out of the well. Out of a hill. Well, it comes up it, naturally. There were natural springs they dug out. And there was no rainwater. No rainwater. So that, you know, I'm saying you rain know rain there was no rainwater. Dug out the dirt and the uh, No, the you know there was no rainwater. It means it hasn't rained. Yeah. You have to know that it hasn't yeah, rained yeah, for yeah, a we long had time. Yeah, that once. It was yeah. always there. So that's, that's what it would be. That then, 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 then it would be mine. Then it would be able to be Samach. Okay. But like I said, it's it's very highly, highly discouraged on on a lot of different levels. It's very hard to, to, to first of all, to know that it's kosher. And it's very, very difficult to do it correctly. Even if it is 100% winter, it's still very difficult to do it correctly. Hence, if you ever call a Rav, this is the reaction you'll get. <laughs> is yeah. Tisha Kavim a, uh, a viable backup option? Tisha Kavim is only good for men. Only it's only for, for Taras, uh, yeah, carry. It's not... Uh, even men, it's not That is L'Chachil, depending. Uh, like during COVID, it was L'Chachil. When you have no op- option, you have no other option, then it's L'Chachil. Um, now, I just want to talk for a minute about Tefillah's Kalim. Tefillah's Kalim is a big, that seems to be a very big question. Because Tefillah's Kalim is the rice, so we learn out of a plastic. Tefillah's Kalim, at least, of, uh, of metal is the rice. Glass is not. But Tefillah's Kalim of metal is the rice. So for glass, for sure, you could use one of these things. But the Lacham Asimla that I have here, he's the Baal Kitzur Shulchan Aruch, the person who wrote the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch. And he says that many people are using the mikvah, Arab Pesach, you know, to title all their Kalim. They're using, I'm sorry, the rivers, and he says it's wrong. They should not use it. Um, he meant specifically because then there's a lot of rainwater, right? After Pesach, there's a lot of this, uh, dissolving snow. We, if you remember, by COVID, um, I was actually sick at that point in, in the hospital, so I really wasn't able to communicate what I felt, but there was, very, there was a lot of confusion what to do because everybody had to make Pesach because it was COVID, and everybody had to buy Kalim, and then they, all the mikvahs, the, 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 the Kalim mikvahs were closed. So there was one option given that you had this kind of na- national sale to Goyim, which was some people used, which I was not happy about. Um, but uh, otherwise, what I would have suggested, which I myself did, was to use the creek. But the trick was, again, the same thing. You had to go to a place where you could at least be confident that the creek was creek water and not... What? The people were saying to go to Trader Joe's. Cause yeah, it's that close, area is the widest. Right but you, have to go, you do have to go a little bit deeper in there, you know, just to make sure. So a little tricky, but it was doable. It is doable. So that, so, for, so if that was that was for sure. B'shasat chak for sure you could do it for Kalim. But even not b'shasat chak, there are a numerous places. I had heard that the numerous places are makel for tefillas Kalim. But the same thing, you just have to make sure you're going. Like in the Lakewood Lake, I remember they talked about using Lakewood Lake for tefillas Kalim. They said they there was one place where they described that's like a part where it's oh the water is always there that never gets bigger or smaller due to the rainwater so that, like that was a spot some area I don't know there's some area that they described a little deeper over there so that's what you would have to find to be able to use it for Kalim. very good.